So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, but on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back to What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. So before we start this episode, I feel like it's not a secret. It's not a secret, but everybody knows that I pre-record the episode. Like if for the episodes on Monday, they're done on Sundays and the episodes for Fridays are always done on Thursdays. I, I hope everybody knows that. So with that being said, since we are on Sunday and today is Father's Day, I just really want to take a moment and just say happy Father's Day to everyone out there that's listening to this. OK, and, and when I say everyone out there that's listening to this, I'm talking about, you know, the dads who grew up without a dad who's just trying to navigate through this thing called fatherhood in the best way that they possibly can, even though no one actually taught them how to be a father. Happy Father's Day to you. To you single moms that actually had to play both sides of the fence because, you know, that ain't shit ass motherfucker that you had kids with did not step in. So now you had to be both the mother and the father. I really want to take a moment to say happy Father's Day to you, too. And I know I know what you're thinking. How you going to say happy Father's Day? You know, this is the day for the men who no fuck that because I was raised by a single woman. I was raised by a single woman who had to be the handyman. She had to be the plumber. She had to scare the monsters under the bed. She had to be the enforcer. She had to be she had to have those tough talks. You feel me? Like. I really wanted to just take a moment and just say happy Father's Day to them. But anyway, I also really want to go on record and just say this right now. We as dads, we as dads are really tired of the neckties. We're tired of the slippers. We're tired of the boxers. We're tired of the T-shirts like Jesus fucking Christ. We're tired. Okay. Bust us down the same way that y'all be getting all that stuff on Mother's Day. Bust us down the same way that we be breaking the bank on Christmas. Bust us down on the same way that we be doing it for everybody's birthday. I looked at my kids as they FaceTimed me and said, Happy Father's Day, Dad. You know, I'm like, what y'all get me? My son, my son, on the other hand, he, he did try to get me some stuff. Like, even though it was stuff that I had gotten him, he still tried to, like, get me something. My oldest, she looked me dead in the face and was like, Dad, I ain't get you, I ain't get you anything. We, we, we as dads are getting tired of this. Okay. I just really want to get that out there. But Father's Day has always been, honestly, a hard day for me. I'm not even going to lie. And, you know, I've always been very transparent and I've been very open about it. You know what I mean? I've been real transparent. And I've been real open about the relationship I have with my father. I've always been open about it. You know, and for those who don't know, my father's an alcoholic. You know, and I go back in time a little bit, you know, Danny Thigpen, <laughs> Bebop Jones, you know, one of my dad's most favorite sayings that he used to say is like, you know, I'm Danny Thigpen, you know, Bebop, you know, Prince of Love, King of Sex. Like, and I, and I used to laugh so hard because my dad was actually a real good person. He's actually, I mean, let me just say was no, my dad is a good person. You see what I'm saying? Like he really is. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but the power of addiction can be so strong that it can take somebody that is just such a good person and remove them from your life. It really can. And I remember some of the most fondest memories. And 
when I say the, I, I try to remember the most fondest memories because if I don't, then I just will be left with hate towards my father. And I decided on this day to talk about it and really just like come clean with everything. Like, you know, really release. Because it was because of my father that I learned how to be the best father that I could ever be. It was because of my father that I learned how to crack the code of fatherhood. See, when I was eight years old, I remember my father sending me down, right? I remember him sending me down and telling me that I was going to be the man of the house. Going to be the man of the house. Mind you, I barely really learned how to tie my shoes. You see what I'm saying? I had to be like in the third grade. And I remember him saying that to me. And I didn't understand what he meant. I didn't understand that it was because he was an alcoholic. And that he was going to start coming in and out of my life. And my mom, you know, she did the best that she could, you know, especially raising two kids and not telling them that their father was a fucking alcoholic. But when I was in the fourth grade, I remember we were coming from, we were coming from school. Oh. We were coming from school and my mom, she stops the car, she stops the car. And I remember seeing my dad right outside of a corner store, drinking his hand. And as my mama called out his name, like, yo, Danny, get in the car. You know, then we say, dad, get in the car. And he just stares at us. And he just really just stares at us as if there's nothing there. And that's when I realized how powerful drink could actually be on somebody. How powerful being an alcoholic, how powerful addiction can really be to somebody. See, I remember calling out my father's name and he would just look at us with this blank stare, just stare at us as if we weren't there. Naturally, me and my sister, we cried our eyes out. I remember getting back to the house. And I knew when I said these words right here, it will follow me for the rest of my life. I said, I don't need them. Fuck him. He don't need us. I don't need him. And I held on to those words. Even when my father would come in my life. And I used to tell people, see, the problem when somebody comes in and out of your life. See, I was always very envious towards the people that did not have a father in their life, period. You see what I'm saying? Like, I was very envious towards them. And the reason why I was so envious towards the ones who did not have a father in their life, period, is because they just never gotten used to having somebody in their life. They just always know that he was never there. See, unfortunately for me, my father fought with addiction. You see what I'm saying? He wasn't just consumed by addiction. He fought with addiction. And when you fight with addiction, see, the problem is, is that sometimes you might win the battle. The next thing you know, you're going to lose the battle. But everybody around you, they got to pick up the pieces, too. When he left it when I was eight, he came back when I was 11. And, you know, he would tell us the exact same things. You know, I'm about to get my shit together. I'm clean now. We would go over his house and we would laugh and everything. And, you know, I, I really want to let people know that despite my animosity towards my father at the time, you see what I'm saying? Like, me and my father actually have a lot in common. Like, <laughs> me and my father, me and my dad, my dad can't play sports. And if you know me personally, you know I can't play sports. My, my, dad, my dad is funny. He's hilarious. And, and if you know me, you know you already know. I can, I can entertain a whole room. My fondest memories with my father 
was me sitting down. I remember I would go over his house. I was like 11, 12. And we would play Dungeons and Dragons, you know, like on the video games for the PlayStation 2, it was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. And me and him would stay up to about 11, 12, 1 o'clock playing that game. And I remember it being some of the best times of my life for the simple fact that, you know, it's just me and him. We playing it and, you know, we got to kill the goblins, pick up the gear. You know what I mean? Like it really was one of the best times of my life. I would look forward to that every single Saturday. And then one Saturday, for some reason, I guess we couldn't go back over there. Because he started drinking again. And I, I really want to just take a moment because. If I could go back in time and talk to myself, if I could go back in time and really talk to myself, because I know I was hurting right then. I know what it must have felt like to have a scar that had just healed and it finally opens back up. I know what it must have felt like. I probably would have told myself to cherish those memories. Before hate consumed them again. Because that's exactly what it felt like. You know, you promised me. You said that you was going to get your act together. We was having a good time. What you mean your act fell apart again? My dad came back again when I was 15. This time around, I had started playing football. You know, this time around, I also started fucking. And (laughs) so he kind of missed out on the time where he could actually be giving me to talk about birds and the bees. And I remember playing football. And my dad, like, I remember him showing up to one of my football games. It was one of the happiest moments of my life. It was crazy because I actually had gotten in trouble that day, so I wasn't even supposed to play in that game. But the coach, he said I could play in the halftime. We got blew out. No, 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 we, we won, we won. No, no, we lost. Never mind, we lost. My, my school sucked. We lost. But I was so happy to see my dad see me play. And I really want to just steer off course a little bit because, you know, as we sit back and we always so quick to talk about the bad in life, you know what I mean? But I try to tell you that the power of law of attraction is just so powerful that when you always think bad, then nothing bad will then bad will always happen. But when you finally think good and when you are able to harness the ability to have this positive mindset, you are able to extract the good out. And once again, I really wish I could have Mastered that ability or at least started putting it into practice because my father disappeared right after that football game. (laughs) I didn't see him until I was 18. This time around at 18 years old, I'm getting ready to join the military. And this time, you know, I really want to just take a moment and just say how blessed and thankful I am. How thankful I am. That my dad was able to see me go off to the military. How thankful it was for him to be sober that day. And and we so quick to always get upset about how bad life is. You know, woe is me. I ain't got a lot of money. Woe is me. My car broke down. Woe is me. I hate this job. But you forget that you got a job. You got a car. You got a house. You got a little bit of money. People don't have those things. So thank God that my father was sober enough to see me go off to the Marine Corps. Because Lord knows he was not sober when I came back. (laughs) He was not. I remember coming to his house trying to surprise him and he wasn't even at the house. It was just some woman in the bed. Like I was like, oh my God, this is like a little TMI for me. I wouldn't see my father 
until I want to say like two more years of me being in the military. And I remember him just coming in and out of my life after that. You know, it seemed like the older I got, the more I started to see him drunk and sober, though. And growing up, a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually like a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a big comic book nerd. I'm a big, like, anime type of guy. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't play sports. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I still take that violence to you, but I'm a big comic book type of guy. DC, Marvel, you know, Vertigo, anime. Like, some of my old school animes while everybody else was watching, like, Naruto and shit like that, I was watching Crying Freeman. I was watching Devil Man. I was watching Wicked City. I was watching old school anime. And I, I got all that from my father. I got all of that from my father. I watched all of that with my father. And I bring that up because I remember there was a time when my dad would always talk about Comic-Con. You know what I mean? You know, San Diego's Comic-Con is in California. You know, one day we gonna go, son. And he always used to refer to me as the prodigal son. And I don't think my dad actually knew what the prodigal son was. Like, I later on thought, you know, I used to think that the prodigal son meant prodigy. You see what I'm saying? But it was the story about the son who left. And his dad welcomes him back with open arms. I didn't think my dad actually knew that story. But he referred to me as the prodigal son. And he would say, like, we will go to, you know, we're going to go to Comic-Con. We're going to go to Comic-Con. But we never went to Comic-Con. Fast forward here, I am a father. And I remember getting tickets to Comic-Con. And I looked at my son. I looked at my son. And I took him to Comic-Con. And, you know, I I bring that up because although you probably have been left out in those type of situations, you know what I mean? People made promises to you. You know, you were let down at some point. There's going to be a time in your life where you are not going to be that person. And you need to ask yourself, are you going to repeat this cycle? Or are you going to be the one to make a change? So to be able to look at my son and and tell him that I'm about to take him to Comic-Con, it really just did something to my spirit. I bring all of that up and, you know, I mentioned earlier in this very first episode that my father's absence taught me how to be the best father. My father taught me how to be the best father. He helped me crack the, the code, you know, the secret to fatherhood. And if I can just go back in time, I remember it. When I first found out that I was going to be having a little girl. New father, I did not know exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I remember, you know, because I read the books. You see what I'm saying? I read the books. And and, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's just one thing about being educated that without experience, it just really means nothing. That experience can do something that education can never do for you. And although I read every single book, I'm talking about chicken noodle soup for the fathering whole, fathering soul, uh, you know, how to be the best dad. You know, I learned all of those things, but nothing prepared me for that moment that I held my daughter in my arms. And I remember holding her, holding her. And I thought about everything that my dad wasn't. That was the first thing that came. I thought about everything that he wasn't. 
And as that little girl looked up at me, I told her that I'd be everything that he was. I'll always be in your life. Even on them days where you wish that I give you some space, I'm going to give you your space, but I'll still be somewhere perched up on the tree. I'll never leave you hanging. But right after I got done going through the bad, you know, I, for some reason, all of that good started to come out. You know, the good things that Danny Thigpen did give me. I can't wait to sit down and watch anime with you. Maybe she might want to go to Comic-Con. Maybe she's into, maybe she's into Dungeons and Dragons. And I bring that up because the secret to it, the secret to fatherhood is really just be who you need it the most. Be what you wanted to be the most. That's it right there. And it's crazy how when I finally realized how to be a better father, it was the same time I actually realized how to be a better leader. Because it seems like parenthood and leadership, they just go hand in hand for some reason. Because although I wanted to be the best father that I could ever be, because I wish I could have had a better father. I also knew what it was like to not have a good leader. So I knew that I wanted to be the best leader that I could be. And I applied the exact same formula. You know, be who you needed the most. Be who you wanted to be the most. If you're trying to figure out right now how to be successful, your visualization of what success is, is the person that you thought success was. Let me rephrase that. If you're trying to be a better leader, just take a step back and ask yourself at your age, at that time, in that moment right there, what type of leadership would you have required in a just fire to that? Growing up poor. I used to have so much animosity towards my father because I would think maybe if he was in in my life, maybe if he wasn't such a fucking alcoholic, maybe just maybe he could help us. That on them days where I needed him the most, maybe he would just pop up and show up. But it was because of his absence that it made me realize that I need to be there the most. I actually even, I already know exactly what I need to do. We can't control the things that life throws at us, but we can control how we handle them. And if you can't gain anything, anything from that negative, then you're not looking hard enough. Because one thing that I have learned is that there's always some positive within some negative, and there's always some negative within some positive. 20 years, 20 years, I would have so much animosity and hate towards my father. 20 years. And I feel like that hate kind of dwindled down with me as a father because, you know, how can I hate my father? But at the same time, I look at my kids and try to tell myself that I ain't going to be him. Kind of beats me up that, you know, I'm not. Them deployments, them field ops, those, you know, those Marines, that Marine Corps stuff. Sometimes I find myself just like them. It's just this time I'm not. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just a workaholic. I'm not just. One of the hardest things that we have to be. Is the person who we needed the most. But what if I can't give you anything on this Monday morning? One thing that I need you to understand is that don't just don't let the scars of your past 
be the path you walk down in the future. Use that path to pave a new one. Be who you needed the most. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Once again, that is M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to like the podcast, share the podcast, and follow the podcast. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.